Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, you get to listen to my voice for the next 30 to 45 minutes, and my voice only, as I dig into a topic that I think might help some of you. It's definitely helped me a lot. I am going to talk all about how to make things simple. I guess this probably comes from the fact that I was always looking for the easiest way around something and found that sometimes we don't really have to overcomplicate things. That's where this show is from. Hopefully it helps some of you. It might help more of you than I think, but I thought given that it's also simplicity is also one of our brand values, I thought that it would be a good topic to cover. Announcements for this week. What do I have for you? I actually have quite a lot to go through. I'll try not to spend too long on them so that we can get on with the show and I'll try to keep it simple based on the fact that the show is all about simplicity. Saying that, this Simple Life project came to a close. A new one is coming soon. This is really simple and straightforward. Fits in perfectly with our show. Am I talking too fast? With our show today, stay tuned for it. It's a six-week pro- six program that shows you how simple fitness can be and how it fits in with your life. LinkedIn, for those of you that are on LinkedIn, please hop over and have a look at our LinkedIn, Inner Fight on LinkedIn. Something that we posted over there this week, which is quite alarming, that's why I have put it here as an announcement, is an article from The Observer, which says, can drugs fix the UK's adolescent obesity crisis? Reading it was almost like a crisis, quite worrying really. Last weekend, we saw two teams represent the gym at the Precision Games. This is basically CrossFit stroke Turf Games format competition up at the Seventh Stadium. Super well organized. The teams did really well. One of them ended up in the top 10 of the Open Division and the other, I will stand corrected, but around the same in the what's called Everyday Division. One of the highlights of that particular competition was the day before there was a competition for the Heroes of Hope. If you don't know what Heroes of Hope is, please come and check it out. It happens every Sunday, 1pm or 2pm here at the gym. It's a really special program. If you are part of Ladies Run Club, the meet point has changed. It is now at the gym at 5.59am, 5.59pm on a Monday and a Wednesday. If you want to know more about Ladies Run Club, sh at innerfight.com is who you need to get in touch with. And the final point I have this week, which is a little bit of a life hack for me, and it might not be useful for everyone, especially if you don't live in the country. However, a few months ago, I started, we started getting one kilo bags of coffee here at the cafe. This coffee, coffee beans, I take home, I grind up and I have every morning. And what drove me to this actually was the fact that I was using so much packaging with 250 gram bags. And obviously a one kilo bag is a little bit, diff- little bit bigger, but less packaging. The point is twofold. Through having one kilo bags of coffee, there is less packaging wasted. So we're doing a better thing for the environment. And also I don't have to remember to buy it so often. There we go. That's all about bolt buying. That's the announcements for this week. Let's get into this week's show. This is episode 804 of the Inner Fight Podcast. No matter where you are in the world, let's jump into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of the show. As I said in the introduction, it's just me. Stay relaxed. I've got you for the next... 
let's see, maybe 30, maybe 40 minutes, depending on how carried away I get with this topic. It is something that I believe in greatly so much so that no, I didn't get a tattoo, but we have put it up on the wall in the gym. It's one of our brand values, simplicity. But what really does it mean? What do we mean by making things simple? And what's the benefit of actually simplifying things? Can we oversimplify things the way that we can overcomplicate things? Are you confused already? Let's simplify it. That's what I'm going to talk about for this show, because I think it's something that we can use in a number of different areas of our life. And I think a lot of the time we are probably overcomplicating things, especially when it comes to health and fitness, which is obviously what we speak about a lot on the show and what we do a lot of here at Inner Fight. We can make things a lot simpler than we are. That's absolutely for sure. And in the age that we're in at the moment, and I'm going to go on to talk a bit about this in the show with the access to what we have access to that we never had access to before, we are getting even more confused and we are making things even more complicated than we need to be. So where does this desire of mine for simplicity stem from? I guess, I think one of the, and I was writing these notes just yesterday, I think one of the places that it comes from originally is I actually wasn't incredibly smart in school. And if I was in school now, I wouldn't be very smart either. But what I did figure out is there were some simple things, there were some basics, and that's what a lot of the teachers, and I can remember or hear them saying it to me right now, it rings out, just learn the basics, just do the simple things well. And I thought that really resonates with me. That's something that I can sort of wrap my head around and we can make work. So that's probably where I was initially drawn to this word of simplicity or making things simple. It might not be due to my low. Do you still get IQ measurements? I'm not too sure. I'm not sure if I ever had mine measured. Anyway, I'll move on. It might be, no, it's not. Well, maybe it was because I was a little bit lazy and I couldn't be bothered and didn't want to take up too much of my hard drive with what they were teaching me in the classroom because I was maybe more interested in getting out on the sports field. But anyway, not really super important. But I always thought that there was an easy way. And when teachers started saying to me, learn the basics, let's look at the easy way, this whole concept. And I remember this was probably when I first went to boarding school when I was about nine years old. It was probably when the whole concept started to resonate with me. It further resonated when a teacher said to me, the small wins become the big wins. And if you do lots of small, simple things very well, then you can expect some quite good results. And I was like, well, that's something that I can actually resonate with. It's quite interesting all these years later and definitely Dave Brailsford, who's probably more famous in British cycling than anywhere else, but invented the concept of marginal gains. It probably wasn't something that was revolutionary at the time that he started speaking about it around 10 to 15 years ago. He'd probably been practicing it for a number of years, but he was able to package that same simplicity or concept of simplicity in a way that resonated with so many people. And since then, we've seen a lot of people talk about it, about doing many things a small percent better. If we did 10 things 1% better, we'd get 10% better. And there's a lot of different arguments on and around that, whether that's actually 
the truth because if you do 100 things and you sort of extrapolate it, you would get loads, loads better. And that's not always the case. But the, the concept of small wins become the big wins and layering things on always kind of made a lot of sense to me. It didn't matter if you were the best at something, but if you're able to do a lot of the basic things of that something quite well, then there would be pretty good chance that you would get a lot better at it. So that's where my, I guess, early memories and all of these different concepts that are perhaps kicking around these days, if you think back to when you first heard about it, for a lot of us, it might actually have been in school time. For, for others that are maybe slightly younger, it might have been hearing it, reading it from books or from people that have been successful in various sports or positions of leadership. I was going to say be it political or sport, but I'm not sure how we define success in politics these days. And I'm not really sure this is the platform to go into that. <laughs> My desire to turn a health and fitness show into a political show is probably... Much to your joy, very low. We'll move on. It resonated or it started with me back in the day. And I'm sure if you think back, as I was saying, you will also realize where a lot of these things start and what they mean to you. And that's why simplicity has become such a big part of our business and our inner fight brand and the way that we approach training and fitness for a lot of you. In one certain area, it can be, it could be referred to as a little bit of single-minded thinking. And we could go into the old multitasking and which gender is better at it than the others. As we often hear that one is, I'll leave that at that for the time being because I don't want to go too deep either into gender issues. Maybe we should... What show were we talking about? Well, when we were talking about girls with gender. Anyway, we'll move on from that. So single-minded thinking, I didn't think and I don't think we're very well programmed to think about 10 different things at one time. All that this leads to is a lot of confusion. It's very difficult to be in more than one place at one time. It's very difficult to concentrate on more than one thing at one time. And if you are starting to debate this, just think about your ability to answer someone when you're scrolling Instagram. You say that you're there, you say that you're present, but actually you're missing whole conversations. This works both way round, ways around. I definitely do it to people at times. Sadly, I do it to Holly far too often, but people also do it to us. And that could be sitting in a meeting, although if this happens in a meeting, you're probably in a meeting with the wrong person. But if their phone pings and you're actually saying something, then that slight moment when they look at the phone and they're reading what's on there, be it if they want to or not, they can't sort of help themselves because dopamine's going off the charts. They lose focus or lose attention. You can feel them losing attention on the conversation that you're having. So there is no it's impossible basically for us to do or to think productively about more than one thing at once. If we want to be all in on the conversation, we need to be all in on the conversation. We can't be looking at phones, scrolling phones. And this applies in a number of different areas of our life. However, we have the option of choice these days. And there are a number of things that we are 
choosing to allow us to get distracted. And what this leads to a lot as well is we seem to have a lot of decision fatigue because we're making more or we, we're not making, but we're presented with more decisions to make on a daily basis. We're overcomplicated things in a number of different ways because we seem to not be able to take what someone's saying and believe it. We have to cross-check it. We have to ask each other. We have to Google it. We have to chat GPT-5 it, whatever we're on with that at the moment. And what this is leading to is it leads to a lot more complication. And that's why I sort of have this concept of single-minded thinking and more simple thinking in that in the moment we should be trying to do just one thing. Even, and I'll, I'll be totally honest, sometimes when I'm when I'm doing one of these shows on my own and I, I have a lot of the notes in front of me, reading and talking at the same time is incredibly hard. So I'm talking now and I'm reading down the notes of trying to figure out what I, where, where this conversation is going because I can't remember a 40-minute conversation on my own despite the notes that I have. And it's very challenging from time to time to keep talking and to be reading to know what I'm going to do next. So we need to keep things a little bit more single-minded. And one example that really comes to my, my mind and in, in my experience in this is actually in 2008 when I had my crash and I was laid on the side of the road and I knew that to stay alive, I would need to put all of my energy into just being able to breathe. And I'm in reflection, I know if I hadn't have created that single-minded focus in that moment, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been harnessing the little energy that I had left into breathing and I probably would have stopped breathing. So when you're in those moments, your focus becomes a little bit better. And this is where we see in top level sport as well, how people, how athletes are able to not even hear the crowds, not get put off by the noise that's out there, be it just the crowds cheering or be it the crowds abusing them in certain ways, which unfortunately happens in a lot of sport. They're able to create this single-minded thinking, which is super unique, and it's, it's getting rid of everything else. It's being simple in that area that they need to be simple in at that moment and really narrowing their focus so that they can, so that they can achieve the outcome that they want to. And this, for me, is actually the basis of a lot of what simplicity is all about is to be able to scale things right down so that we can put all of our energy and focus into the task at hand at that time. And one thing that we're actually seeing is that the amount of things that we're being confused with or the amount of things that we're almost having to focus on at one point is becoming increasing. And Leading on from that, we go to things like to-do lists, which seem to be confusing us more than anything else because they are long and they are endless. And when do you stop? If you need to do something, you put it on the list and then it, the list just keeps on growing and there's no line in the sand. It's an awful mess of complexity and confusion and various areas to distract your focus and therefore the end result is that we don't do pure and our best work on anything but we do a lot of very mediocre work on a number of things but we probably never really finish anything super well so there's actually one thing i want to share here on simplifying our our tasks in life which is 
a, a system which I, I don't know where I got the name from, whether I made it up or whether I stole it from someone. I probably stole it from someone because I'm not very good at making things up. Most of the things that we've looked like we've made up, we've actually nicked from someone or someone else has come up with the idea, but that, that's a whole other show as well. Ideas that we've stolen and made work. Would that be a title? I'm not sure how well that would ring. So if you've got a bunch of tasks, always try and put them into different, what I would call buckets that occur on different days. And a simple example of this, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about this, but I couldn't find the show. I've got a note here in my show notes to say, find the show, but I haven't found the show to send you back to. But it's a time management show, (laughs) which is basic. I didn't have the time to manage... Well, I didn't manage my time well enough to get the link or I just couldn't find it because I was unorganized. Anyway, you've got a load of different things to do instead of chucking them all into a to-do list because to-do lists are not making things simple at all. To-do lists, as I said, are confusing us a lot more. Why not put those tasks more into different silos and then dedicate a certain time on a certain day to take care of a silo. I'm going to take you through a practical example here. If you have admin things to do, and admin things could be anything like email, could be banking, could be anything that's kind of just like computer-based admin. Why not do that if possible on a given day each week? And that day can change and the time on that day could change. But you could say to yourself, I'm going to do all of my admin-based tasks on Thursday morning from 9 till 12. I know if I've got absolute focus, I've made it super simple, I've cleared everything else out of the way, within three hours, I'm going to be able to get through all of those tasks. All of my admin tasks will get done. So we then put all of those things from your to-do list into a bucket on Thursday 9 till 12. You then got something else, maybe you're working on presentation. You'd ask yourself, when am I best at doing work for presentations? Because that needs a special type of energy and a special type of focus as well. And maybe Tuesday morning from eight till 11 could be a good time for that. So that would be your day for, and that would be something that would be perhaps a creative task, for example, or some deep work. You could call it what you want. If you have something else going on, maybe you're writing something, you could be, let's take, for example, you're writing a book. Where would you put that? Rather than having these things on one single list, when, when you look at it, it can be quite daunting. It can create anxiety for people. You need to write a book. You need to do the presentation. You need to do your admin. You need to send emails. You need to do all these different things. Why not map it out before a week starts and allocate the time in different buckets so it just sits in that bucket and you know you'll come to it on Wednesday because you're not going to, or Thursday, you're not going to have to look at it every single day. Especially if something, when you look at it, when you think about it, it's causing a certain amount of anxiety. You just become all consumed by things that actually don't really matter or don't really need to matter at that time. Hopefully that example works out. If not, send me a message and I'll explain it in a lot more detail. I'm pretty sure in the first podcast I did on it, I probably explained it a lot clearer than that. Anyway, you get the idea. To-do lists are overcomplicated. They are not making things simple at all. And if we want to make things simple, we need to get rid of them. We need to go to bucket system. We need to do things like make our calendar color-coded, allocate all different areas of our life, one for training, one for work, one for relationships, one for friendships, 
different areas so that when you look at your calendar, you know exactly what you're doing. When, if you're colorblind, that's a problem. I'll come back to you on it. How do we make things simple when it comes to training? This is probably, and these are the two big things that I want to cover off training, sleep, three things, and food, nutrition, because this is probably why you've come to the show anyway. You probably don't want to be told when you're supposed to do your work presentations because you've probably got that all sort of hands down anyway. So when it comes to training, a lot of the time, I think we are overcomplicating things because we are, well, there's two things. We're quite impatient because society and tech in a certain way forces us to be impatient because it just rams stuff in our face super, super aggressively on very, very short timelines, which is a little bit of a shame. And it's hard often to avoid it as well because for all the benefits of tech and access to things, access to information, we sometimes see a little bit too much. So we need to be patient from the start. If we're going to simplify things in our training and simplicity will get you better results in your training, food, and also in your sleep by scaling things back. We need to know that to have change, to get results, to probably to start to feel the impact of things. So to feel better takes a little bit more time than you probably think. And a lot more time, like if it's got shred your fat in 30 days, it's obviously absolute horseshit. And it's nuts that educated people are still spending money that they've worked hard for on those products. It's like detox. Are you serious? Anyway, that's, that wasn't in my show notes, but it did just come into my mind. So if you look at something like, let's take a, a practical example. In your training, you want to get a little bit better at pull-ups. Now, if you are unable to do one single pull-up at the moment, there are a number of different reasons why you're unable to. Basically, well, the number one reason is probably you don't have the strength. Secondly, you don't quite have the technique. Thirdly, what I've seen is that people are making it difficult because they're carrying a little bit of weight. So there's a few different things to come into play or need to be addressed to get you to be able to do a pull-up. However, depending on where you're at, what your start point is, and what the important things are to let you progress, if you do those very simple things on a daily basis or two or three times a week, then you will see, and I've seen this with a lot of people, everyone wants to do a pull-up when they come to CrossFit gym. And I think that's cool. I think it's a, it's a really good goal. But how much time are they actually spending on developing that strength? Because it's not just a skill. Yes, there is some skill in it because the skill is in activating the muscles at the same time. And if you move into a kipping or a butterfly pull-up, which you should only do when you can do a strict pull-up, there's a little bit of skill in that as well. However, most of it is strength. And strength, strength of muscles takes quite a long time. But it happens if we are able to train the muscles consistently and in the right way. Something as simple as scan, scat, banded scat pulls, banded pull downs. So with a, with a resistance band, you could spend 20 minutes three times a week for four to six weeks and you'd start to build a certain amount of strength and then we'd progress you and then we'd progress you and progress you. 20 minutes three times a week for probably about three months and I would expect that you could do a pull up. That's all. However, there are some people that have, and this happens in my gym as well, there's some people that have been coming to class for five to six years that still can't do a pull-up and they wonder why. 
the class program can't progress you that well all the time. In certain things, it needs it because you start. You could be starting from further back than other people. Some people that have had athletic exposure would get that progression and would perhaps be able to do it within class program and a little bit of gymnastics on the side. But some people just simply won't because they they are starting further back and they need time to build the strength in the muscles. No, it doesn't sound like I have a bad class program. We've got one of the best class programs in the world. But what I'm proving here is that if you did 20 minutes a week, within three months, you would have a pull-up because you're doing something super simple. You're training, you're making the muscles stronger, you're creating some adaptation, and then we see progression. We also see it on the other way around where people are overtraining. And a lot of the time, especially with the endurance athletes that I work with, some of the simplest fixes is I've asked, and a good example of this is I had an endurance client who wasn't enjoying their training with their former coach that much. And I just asked them why. And they said, well, Mondays and Tuesdays are super busy in my work life. And, but I have a lot of running training to do. And I was like, well, I don't think we can change your work life. So why don't we change your training? We changed the training, made it really straightforward, more just for health to get out and just have something, a little bit of movement on a Monday and a Tuesday and back-ended the training towards the end of the week whilst also being respectful of, of rest and recovery. And what happened is the athlete's performance increased massively. It's something super, super simple. But what we're doing is we're looking a little bit more holistically rather than looking at, well, running's your goal. You need to run five or six times a week. So this is what it should look like. We're looking at life and trying to put the running into it as well. So two, hopefully, simple examples. You want to get pull-ups, toes-to-bar, muscle-ups, or something like that. 20 minutes a week of simple exercises compounded over time, what I like to call the layer cake, different type of layer cake to film the layer cake, it will give you some pretty cool results. And then again, we didn't have to change for the endurance athlete. We didn't really do anything revolutionary in their running. However, what we did is we just restructured a little bit life and what put training in at the points where I guess so, the way I'd say it would cause less additional stress. And if you listen to my show on stress and stress responses, which I really recommend that you do. I'm allowed to say that? Yeah, it's my show. I really recommend measuring and managing stress. It was a few shows ago, 802. Go and check that show out because that will give you a little bit of idea as well. Basically, what I did in that situation is I reduced the training load stress because workload stress is high, put training load stress when workload stress was low, very simple move. And we saw a nice increase in performance. So that's on a training side. Now we come to, and that's, to be honest, that's the easiest side for people, I think, to understand what or to implement. Most people that we deal with don't really have a problem. They, if you say, this is what you need to do. Once, they're, once, they're, once they've heard it and they want to do it, they will do it because it's training and we think that training is all that we need to do. But as we know, training, everything is training. Sleep is, food is as well, and a whole other host of things. So let's address 
those. One thing I hear a lot is people saying, I know my sleep and my food is not great, (laughs) which is really interesting to hear because they're admitting that they're trying. So if there's three silos to human performance, food, sleep, and training, they're admitting that two of the silos they're failing in, but they think that they will still achieve their physical goals and life goals just focusing on one of the silos. And when I put it in a simple way like that, a lot of people are probably driving their car thinking, oh my God, that's me. He's talking to me. Well, yes, I am talking to you. So you think you're going to be successful, but you've taken 66% of the things that make you successful and admitted that you're not doing them well and are not paying attention to them. And why? It goes back to something that I said a little bit earlier. We're probably in this situation because there's confusion, there's an overflow of information, and you just want probably a simple solution, which maybe is one that you want to hear rather than one that you probably don't want to hear. And when it comes to food, what people don't want to hear is that, yes, you will probably stop having, you'll have to stop eating like shit. You'll have to reduce the number of takeaways. You'll have to, or simply get on a meal plan that has decent food. Q Smith Street Paleo, thank you. Slip into my DMs, I'll sort you out. No discount code. You will have to go without things that you are currently having, which could be somehow because it's synthetic food is giving you some kind of happiness and oops, did I open that can? You will have to make some choices. You will have to simplify things. This show is all about making things simple. And if you did that, you would actually get some progress. I'll come back to food in a minute. Not finished bashing that. If I go to sleep, my simple approach on sleep, how to make this the best is the time that you have to get up and everyone's just going to laugh at this, which is cool. Can you take a selfie of yourself laughing at my at this simple application? Please send it to me. That would be quite cool. If you, want, if you need to wake up at 6 a.m., work back and go to sleep eight hours before that. Yes, you can. You just said, no, I can't. You can. What are you doing at 10 p.m. that's important, that's driving you forward? You're doing absolutely nothing decent at 10 p.m. Honestly speaking, you're not. Uh, Netflix, useless. Work, useless. What else? Social media, useless. Socializing with friends, from time to time, useful. But honestly, what are you doing if you need to be up at six? What are you doing at 10 p.m. that can't stop so you can go to bed? You just need to make a commitment to going to bed for eight hours. That's the application that I have every single night. I'm like, what time do I need to get up? I need to go to bed at least eight hours before that. And if I'm feeling tired, it's nine or 10. But it's really, really not that hard. That's actually why I'm going to jump back into food. That's actually why I enjoy paleo eating because, and yes, you need to go back to my other show on paleo eating. I think I put that one out a while ago. Uh, 792, why I went paleo. But actually paleo eating makes, and this is thinking about the show when I was putting these notes together, it's, it's not to promote Smith Street Paleo. If you want to eat paleo, you can actually just go on smithstreetpaleo.com and cook all the recipes yourself. But if you want it cooked for you, we can do that. No discount code. Paleo eating is, I believe, one of the easiest ways to eat 
because all you have to do is get some vegetables, some nuts and seeds, some meat, chicken, fish. If you don't really enjoy that stuff, you're going to struggle with protein, but I get it. You need to get your protein sources from somewhere else. Stay away from refined sugar. Stay away from dairy because it tastes like shit anyway, and you're in the game. It's probably one of the most simple. I mean, the only thing simpler is, I remember 2000 and maybe 2005 when I just ate like chicken and broccoli and boiled potatoes for six weeks. That was pretty simple, but it was quite boring. And I was missing out on a number of key nutrients. And that's why I felt like shit the whole time. So please don't do something like that. But the application, if your food is complicated, if it's creating anxiety, if there's a lot of choice in there, if there's obviously if there's a lot of fast food in there, you've got a problem as well, because that's all that is, is overly complex food. So if you look at your food and you say, is this simple? Is it got a few ingredients in it? And the answer is yes, then it's probably quite healthy food. Ah, now we're thinking food that is unhealthy, is complicated, is not simply, is not simple to make, does not have a simple number of ingredients. It has a lot of different ingredients in it. And it's normally not very good for you. Take care of that 66%. Take care more or as much of your food and your sleep as you do of your training. It is so, so important. My final piece here, I think, the heading is simplicity needs patience and discipline. And as I said at the top of the show, we are probably becoming less and less patient. Discipline wins every single time. One of the biggest things that I learned from my school was discipline. Every single time when someone asks me, what do you learn at school? I'd love to say something more profound and I'd love to start quoting, you know, the English literature that I didn't learn and the history that I listened to but really didn't learn. What I learned was discipline. Progress takes a lot of time and to continue to progress, you need quite large amounts of discipline because you have to wake up day after day, make good choices, make a good choice on, you be disciplined to make that right choice on the time that you go to bed, be disciplined to not press snooze on the alarm clock, which you won't even need to press if you've been in bed for eight hours. You'll feel absolutely amazing. You probably want to do a backflip out or, you know, fall out. Anyway, I'll continue. It takes discipline to go and do those 20 minutes three times a week of the banded work for the first six weeks for your pull-up and then go back to your coach and ask them what the next step is and then go away and do that. That takes a hell of a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline and you could call it willpower as well to make the right choices for food. To be honest, you just need to be a little bit organized. Maybe there's a similar thing for food as I was talking about with buckets, with to-do lists. Just keep your food nice and simple. Go to the grocery store twice a week, plan what you're going to eat. Barbecue salmon one night, barbecue steak the next night, barbecue salmon the next night, barbecue steak the next night. It's pretty simple. (laughs) Very simple food. It's not easy because the amount of discipline and the amount of 
essentially, if you look at the mainstream, the amount of choices that you are having to make, which are against what those around you may be making. Just because there are a number of people around you talking about bad food, bad training, and bad sleep hygiene, it doesn't make it good. It still makes it bad for them. Just because a lot of people post on social media about burgers and ice cream, it doesn't make it good. It's bad for you. Just because a lot of people post about you have to work hard, you have to outwork, you have to out-hustle, you have to work 22 hours a day, you have to be like Elon Musk, and if you want to work for him, work 16 hours a day. He openly says that it's not healthy. He admits it. And when you look at him, when you look at his physique, his physique advertises it for you. It's not great. Simple things done repetitively over long periods of time give you a compounded effect. They are the building blocks of the layer cake and they will make you better. They will make you feel better. They will make you look better. They will make you perform better in those three key areas of your life, training, food, and sleep. However, the concept of making things simple is quite simple in itself. How do I make this simpler? Turn off all notifications. How do I make this simpler? Don't Google absolutely everything. Just trust one person. Don't ask for a number of different opinions. But then with that advice, you have to apply absolutely truckloads of discipline. And if you do that, then things will start to change. Thanks a lot for listening to me. Please, I said at the top of the show, rate and review the podcast, share it with a friend. And if you've got anyone who you think I'll have a good conversation with, please introduce me to them. Otherwise, I'll sit and talk to myself. Have a great day. Thank you.